This is an extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast of a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. We are now at an update, additional learning supports for students. This is our 98C grant application information. This is an annual report. Um, so, Dr. Swift, Ms. Linden will be joining us. Thank you, uh, Madam President and trustees. You recall that uh, Chair Carajero and the Finance Committee uh, shared a little bit at our last meeting about some of the categorical grants that are coming through. Uh, as, as you may also recall, we had a comprehensive uh, student achievement uh, report back in the spring. So really, tonight, the goal is to update uh, that plan in trustees. It's um, uh, shampoo, rinse, repeat, as they say. We are continuing with the same approach, which is to uh, look at formative work in the classroom every day. When we see the gap or uh, a missing component emerging, we have the small group interventions going on right in the classroom. So I just want to share with you that uh, one of the opportunities on our categoricals is a reimbursement for monies that we've already spent. Uh, but we wanted to also use this as an opportunity to just reinforce when folks, and I know trustees, you hear it out in the grocery store, as do I, um, what are we doing to make sure that if our students miss something during the pandemic, what are we doing to get them caught up? And so uh, Ms. Linden is going to really achieve both goals uh, to just remind us of how we're approaching uh, that real-time intervention and advance, advancement for students. And also, uh, this will be the uh, the the public sharing of what we are applying for in reimbursement through 98C. You know, trustee, as, as normal, um, every one of these has its own letters and numbers, uh, but this one is 98C around student learning. Uh, Ms. Linden, great to see you on the big screen. Thank you. It is really great to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Swift, President Lazarus, trustees. Uh, as Dr. Swift shared, uh, we'll take a brief moment to do a bit of an overview of 98C and the grant itself. Uh, we'll walk through just very quickly a review of the interventions that we put in place uh, to support our students in recovery. And then we'll recap how the grant dollars are going to be spent over the course of this year and have been spent for reimbursement. So we'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, this is an overview of Public Act 144. And you can see this is a very large public act because we're just focusing on section 98 tonight. Uh, in 98C, this allows us to reimburse for support plans to address the student learning needs post COVID. Uh, as Dr. Swift shared, we have a responsibility and obviously would do this regardless of any legal requirement to share how we're using our funds. So we're here tonight to share those. And we will also post this, as Dr. Swift mentioned, to our AAPS website, which we always do. 
Um, we will also report uh, the student growth and the impact of our work to the Board of Education and to the public. We do that every year through our achievement report, which is coming soon. And this grant itself has several categories. We'll be focusing on the second bullet, which is on implementing activities that will meet the needs of students. That's really where our dollars are best spent in supporting what students need. But you can see there are many other ways to support uh, through the grant. Uh, a recap, and Dr. Swift mentioned this, um, it is a, in large part how students' needs are met during the school day. So we do this through targeted small groups. Um, those groups are based on the areas of need for students. They are very strategic. They are typically focused in literacy and math. And we have the addition of coaches, which is one way that we are using our grant dollars to support uh, recovery for students. And the coaches do two things. Um, you'll see in one of the slides coming soon that the coaches provide direct intervention support to students and they also coach teachers in both how to diagnose and assess needs of students and then apply really effective practices to help students make progress. So in the next slide, we'll talk about an overview, um, but first we'll talk about two ways that we support reading. This is a really important place for us to pause because a lot of research around reading has demonstrated the complexities of both teaching and learning how to read. And it involves some significant elements in our work. And it's really complex, as I shared. But this slide boils it down. Um, we have these six areas uh, of literacy development, phonics, phonemic awareness, vocabulary, fluency, comprehension, and writing. Our process involves screening of all students, identifying students who are at risk, who may need additional supports, and then digging deeper. We do that through diagnostic assessments that tell us a little bit more. So you can imagine the screening assessment we do for all students is like when you go to the doctor's office and they take everybody's blood pressure, right? Sometimes that blood pressure reading indicates there could be a problem. And so doctors would look closely at where that problem might lie. So everybody gets their blood pressure checked and anyone who looks like they might have something that they need in addition those students get a diagnostic assessment or several where the teachers determine what those areas of mastery for students may be and what the needs are. And once they determine those needs, students are grouped for instruction in that daily classroom experience. So in this way, students are receiving supports in the areas they need every single day. Once those areas are identified, it's really important that teachers and coaches continue to progress monitor. So we want to make sure that what we're doing is working, that students are making gains, because we all know that this is not a wait and see approach. Our students can't afford to wait and see. So we're using every moment of the school day to meet the needs of students. And that was, uh, I thought, an important example to share about how teachers address needs of students for us. On the next slide is a larger overview for us. So we'll click through some of these. And I know there's a lot on the screen, but, but this will be really brief. We talked a little bit about the coaches, direct skills intervention, and also coaching teachers both in diagnosing the needs of students and then addressing those needs through effective practice. In the second column, this is what we just described in the previous slide. So at the elementary level, it's those daily targeted small groups. And in the secondary level, these are students enrolled in actual courses. So they're in coursework every single day, getting support. We call those academic support classes. In the third column, 
This, this is where we have even more targeted supports for students who may be English learners, for students who may be receiving additional Title I intervention. These supports happen inside the classrooms, they happen in conjunction with classroom teachers, and they are daily for our students. In addition, we have family engagement processes that are really, really important for families, like interpretation, translation services, and our literacy and math nights for families. And then finally, we've got supports that happen beyond the school day. Um, we all know that between the hours of 8.30 and 3.30 or 7.30 and 2.30, uh, we can't always meet the needs of students in that period of time, and some students need more. And so beyond the school day, we of course have the extensive summer programs, which this grant will help us provide again this year. We also have access to tools. Um, these are tools that students can use 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're really important because they help students to fill gaps and to practice. Those are Dreambox, Lexia, Delta Math, RTI. We also have credit recovery services, which you know, um, as a result of the pandemic, we stepped those pieces up and those are happening at point of need more and more. So when students begin to see failures happening in classes, they receive that additional level of support so that credit can be recovered more quickly. Uh, and then of course, we have our online access to courses that happens over the summer and throughout the year. So those are additional supports that we look forward to continuing and the grant dollars allow us to do that in a really robust way. So this is just a slide. Uh, we'd love to show you photos of the work of our amazing students and our amazing staff. Um, this one is about credit recovery and some of that flex learning time that students get their extra support and, that they need. That can happen after school, it can happen on Saturdays and it happens throughout the summer. Those 24 seven access tools, um, this is just a graphic that, that shows uh, the scope of what we have available. So we have Lexia Core 5 for our K-5 students. We have Dreambox Math, and we also have the Dreambox Math for grades six and up. Um, we also have Lexia Power Up, and thank you to the Board of Ed for approving that purchase a couple of years ago. That tool has been really powerful for grades six through 12 um, in recovering really important literacy skills. And then we have Delta Math RTI, and this is a really targeted uh, set of lessons that teachers would assign and students would work together with staff on. And those are, those are really important. Um, in Delta Math RTI, for example, students, students receive a screener and a diagnostic to determine where their needs are. And then they receive really targeted groups of lessons, about eight lessons on that topic. So they're short bursts and they're designed to get students caught up quickly. So that's another powerful addition to our menu. Um, I would be remiss if each time I came to speak to you, I did not share with you the framework for equitable instruction 3.0. But as Dr. Swift mentioned, our work to ensure that in our classrooms and our schools, they are places where students feel dignified and where they feel they belong. Those two pieces are really critically important. So our work this year has been uh, really focused there. And we've, we've had our recent professional development early release session on October 20th, where teachers began to really dig into one of the practices that ensures students belong. And that's about listening deeply to students. Um, when we meet again on November 30th, we're gonna talk more about applying that listening to lesson design and what that looks like to center students in that way. And then of course we have our four uh, focus areas for really making sure that all of our learning is uh, accessible and meaningful and engaging. 
Uh, an overview of the summer programs that we'll be able to provide again this summer because of this grant. You've seen these programs. Um, they were made far more available and more robust uh, as a result of the pandemic, and we're really thrilled that we can continue to offer them this summer. So to our community members, you can look forward to those opportunities, and we'll be back before you know it, talking about it again. And on the next slide, you'll see our specialized programs that are available in the summer as well, and we're excited to say those will continue too. And finally, uh, we will share on this final slide that the plans for 98C are to continue to provide strategic interventions through coaches and direct student intervention supports to reimburse for the extensive summer intervention programs we just saw on the slides previously. And should there be additional reimbursements available, we look forward to offering additional tutoring opportunities, particularly for middle level students in both literacy and mathematics. So if we have those funds available, we will be back to share more detail about those programs. And this is just another reminder that our community can look forward to seeing the impact of our work through our achievement reports in NWEA, and a reminder that our administrators and our educators are constantly reviewing and looking at assessments through formative ways. And we cannot overlook the power of the teachers observing every single day how students are progressing. They are really an incredible force in our district. So thank you to all of our teachers. And that wraps us, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Linden. These are very important um, dollars and the work that you do is very important for the success of our students. Thank, thank you, you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast featuring a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. Please subscribe to our podcast to hear Superintendent Swift talk about important AAPS issues and more. You can find out more about AAPS at a2schools.org.